Sydney form preview. Brody Nixon's next to me. How'd you find the meeting, Brody? Yeah, good morning, Anthony. Good morning, everyone. Very interesting meeting. I think it's very, very tough to play a couple of horses that you're keen to follow individually. They seem to go head-to-head as well. So the likes of Grabini, man behind the money, go head-to-head. Faulkner Park, what could that horse be? And Tutler Vita in the first. I'm really keen to bet at the end of the card, but I think it's a good betting card this afternoon. All right, let's get straight into it. Nicole Thomas is with us as well from the tab. Race number one is the agency real estate handicap for the two-year-olds, and we've got a short price favourite in the first. Good morning to you, Nicole. Good morning to you, Anthony. We do have a short price favourite here in the first. We'll go with number one, first flying trapeze, though, at $3.70. Scratch number two, Tata La Vita, number three, is $1.70 favourite. Four Canadian ruler, $12. Mogwai, number five, is a $6 chance. Scratch number six, seven gelatin is $21. Eight D stormed is 34 Itchy Band number nine is one hundred and twenty six dollars. Scratch the ten. Number eleven still blaze at one hundred and fifty one. And Tatala Vita, the favourite, has been really well backed here. Number three, two thirty. We bet it got into one sixty, just back out to one seventy. A little bit of support for flying trapeze as well. Number one, four sixteen to three three sixty now. It's a bit of deja vu from last time we saw Tutla Vita go around, isn't it, with his early support again in the morning. In regards to the speed map, Canadian ruler likely rolls forward following that debut win. Flying trapeze the same. Drawn a little bit low up. Tutla Vita, she was only fairly away, but she was mustered up to lean in the box seat last start. Can she land one out, one back? Karen McAvoy is in a very good vein of form at the moment. Mogwai, the interesting horse, whether he looks to roll forward or take a sit. D-Storm didn't show too much early pace. Still blazes well on the inside. So we've got our clear a couple of leaders up front. It's going to be very interesting to see where Tutla Vita lands. Brad. Yeah, good morning, Brody. Yeah, I can't tip against the favourite. It's hard to Tutla Vita. She has looked so good in both her starts, running second at Canterbury and then, of course, that second at Rose Hill last start when she drew the inside gate and just didn't get clear running at um, vital stages in the straight, was narrowly beaten by Congregation, but gets out to 1,400 metres here. The barrier's ideal. Karen McAvoy can just find some cover, peel out, and I think she'll really enjoy that 1,400 metres here at Rose Hill. She's on top, number three, Tata Levita. The five, Mogwai, you, you, you mentioned him, Brody. I liked its run last night against older horses at Newcastle. Fought very hard. I know he was a beaten favourite, but for any time a T-roll is competitive against older horses, you, you follow them. And his first start, he ran third to Congregation, making ground late there at Canterbury. So he's an improving colt right in this contest as well. Flying trapeze coming back from that game stakes defeat when narrowly beaten by Zillow at Eagle Farm. Sets up nicely here. Should be in a controlling position. And the four Canadian rule did a good job on Debu at Bathurst. This is much harder, but he's got tactical speed, so he'll be in this for a long way. She's pretty short in the first, but hard to tip against the favourite number three, Tatala Vita. I've got her on top from five, one and four. Same trifecta for me. I've just added still blazing for fourth. Three, five, one, and 11. My numbers in the first. As Ray did mention, Tutla Vita, she just needs that gap, and she should be winning this afternoon. I think $1.70. I was a little bit worried when the stablemate, Kat Farrat, was in the race. I thought it was going to be the key danger following good run-up at Eagle Farm and set to peak third up. But just listening to Chris Waller's preview yesterday, looks like that horse will go around next weekend, and I think it's going to be very hard to beat wherever it goes. But as Ray's covered... So well, Tut Levita just needs a gap and should be winning this afternoon. Mogwai, I was backed it last weekend, was really good, as very important to 
important to note, had the suck run up on the inside, was given a peach by Christian Reith that day, just hunted up the fence and Mogwai exposed early, maintained a really good run, he sprinted hard between the 4 and the 200, he just faded late, so I think he's going to come on with it and I think he's a clear danger to Tut Levita, if you're taking $6.50 each way, I really can't talk you out of that if you are keen to oppose the favourite Flying Trapeze, deep into a preparation and then Gary Portelli, just said with Racing New South Wales, he's loving this horse he's continuing to thrive deep into a preparation Azula just about came out and started a favourite in the Group 1 last weekend, so it's easy to tie the form lines in. And I want to speak on a couple who will thrive over further ground. Still Blaze was a sneaky run behind Tut Levita last start. Off the fence went on to day, where you wanted to be close to the rail. Worked through the line strong. And Ichiban, an interesting runner for Chris Waller, gets the blinkers on. Might be a staying horse to follow in the future. 3-5-1-11 for me. You make a... Uh a case there for Steel Blaze at big odds. I had one of the listeners text in asking about that horse, so you've you've given it a sneaky hope at about $126. Uh, Darren Flindell's uh, selections in race number one, three, Tuta La Vita, three, five, one, and seven from Darren in race number one. Race two's the midway handicap, 1,500 metres, benchmark 72. Nicole, open market. It is indeed. Number one, Dr. Evil, a $10 chance. Number two, Gracias Amigo is $15. Scratch three through five. Number six, Chateau Park at $34. General Soho, number seven is $51. Eight, Royal Zell is $26. Bachiel Del Mist, number nine is $41. Ten, Burning Need at $15. Number 11, Ripped is $8.50. Twelve, Timpanist is $14. The 13, Sweet Mercy is our favourite at $4.60. Number 14, Miss Einstein is $19. Le Mare, number 15, is $51. Scratch the 16. 17 Oakfield Waratah is $9.50. 18 Victory at Omaha is $61. 19 Deep Opinions at $7. 20 Pioneer Lass at 18. Scratch 21. Number 22 Miss Fabergé at $14. And Alfano number 23 is an $81 chance. Money for three runners above the rest. So Sweet Mercy the favourite number 13. 750 into 460. Deep Opinions number 19 has been backed as well. 10 into 7. And Good Money for Ripped at a really good price. Number 11. $23 now eight. Speed map's very, very interesting. There's not too many outright leaders. Victory at Omaha is the one horse out wide who can really shoot forward. Sweet Mercy was given a really good ride a couple of weeks ago. Wind winning. That horse can probably kick up on the inside. Oakfield Waratah also drawn wide. So we often find with these big fields, naturally good speed injected. But interesting to note whether they might find their positions and ease off with a lot of these horses really liking to take a sit behind the speed, Ray. Yeah, gee, it's a tough race, isn't it? Um, look, Sweet Mercy, the favourite's the obvious, um, but so many chances here. I've gone a little wide here, Brody, with number 22, Miss Fabergé. Now, she's been getting home hard at the end of 1,600 metres at her last two starts at the Provincials, running second on both occasions. Talking to John Sargent during the week, Brody, they're putting a barrier blanket on her for the first time today, plus um, visors go on. He's just hoping she'll jump a little better and settle closer because she is finding the line strongly in her races. I know she's got to come back 100 metres to 1,500, but this big field will generate um, enough pressure for those back markers to get their chance. If she's midfield, um, within striking distance on the turn, I think she'll be hard to hold out. At really good odds at $14, number 22, Miss Fabergé. I've got her on top, but gee, there's so many um, chances here. 17, Oakfield, Waratah. Uh, two runs back have been excellent, close to a win. Dr. Evil never runs a bad race in this sort of grade. And and Deep Opinions was impressive last start. drawn a lovely gate. Sweet Mercy, I've left her out of my numbers. Very wary of it from uh, Barrier 2. Should be hard to beat. 
typically tough um, uh, race this midway. I've gone 22, Miss Fabergé on top each way. 22, 17, 1 and 19. 11, 10, 13 and 12. Yeah, race spot on. This is a very tough race. Doing the form on Wednesday night after the round at Kensington meeting, my brain was hurting. Went through a couple of <laughs> cups of coffees. But Rip's on top for me, $8.50. And as Nicole mentioned, very good support. I think they bet as much as $21 on Wednesday. Unfortunately, I didn't get that price. But if you did, well done. Uh, settled last off the fence from the wide gate first up and hit the line really strongly. That race hasn't quite gone out as well as I was hoping for behind into summertime. But Rip was a good performance. It was the one horse I was keen to take out of the race. Ran the 12th fastest last 600, the 6th fastest last 400, and the 4th fastest last 200 metres of the entire meeting. I love the fact to hit the line strongly, and I love the fact that Jason Collett is steering for Richard Collett as well. Burning need... I love the way this horse is going. I think he's absolutely airborne. We saw last last meeting here at Rose Hill, you wanted to be on the fence. He was caught white throughout, back towards the rear of the field, and just kept on coming from the rear of the field, well off the fence as well. So burning need, it was a monster performance, was keen to find it, but gate number 13, I think it's a big worry. Where it lands in the map once again is the big query. Sweet mercy, you can't talk anyone out of this horse. It's the box ticker this afternoon. Heavy mm-hmm. support as well. It's a filly on the up, $4.60, and Timpanus now... He hasn't fired a shot at Rose Hill, but I think this campaign is going better than ever. He's usually a horse that does its best racing at Randwick, or the Randwick-Kensington track, especially at the Midweekers. But he was good last start. Very unlucky behind Gracias Amigo. And he was good behind Sweet Mercy as well from the back of the field first up. He's primed to strike here third up. And if you're keen on a roughie for David Payne, the inside draw is a worry, but he's going to hit the line hard. 11-10. 13 and 12 for me. Okay, and Darren Flindell in the midways going one. Dr. Evil on top to beat 19, 10 and 11. One, 19, 10 and 11 from Darren Flindell. Moving across to race number three, it's the Tab Highway, class three this week uh, at uh, 1,200 metres. And Unravel is the favourite, Nicole. It is. Number two, Unravel's just come in as well. It's now $3.10. Decent support for the favourite here. Number three, Acapella Sun is $6.50. Number four, Zaru is $18. Five, Jacenza at 14 Number six, Our Boy Ollie at $13. Gumeri, number seven, is $3.90. Altrove, number eight, is $61. Nine, Susu is $11. Ten, Vilified, 51 Scratch, number 11. Twelve, Sir Ming at $19. Number 13, Lipstick Lil at 126 Scratch, the 14 Algamina, number 15, is 51 16 Sweet Biscuit, also 51. 17 Crop Duster at $31. Too Much Information is number 18. It's 126. Number 19, Danny Gale at $41. Other two that they have backed is the favourite, Unravel, 460 into that $3.10 quote, number two. And Gumeri's the other one, number seven, $6 into 380. And speaking of the two favourites there, a couple of runners that's going to land very, very prominent on the speed this afternoon. Unravels drawn row. It puts itself in every race it's been in so far. Hopefully we'll enjoy it for its supporters. A soft run just behind the speed. Gamery is the interesting runner. It's led its last couple of races at fast pace. Do they shoot it up from the outside? Because they do have Nash Wheel aboard from the wide gate. Not too many better front-running jockeys in Australia, let alone in Sydney at the moment. So Gamery, they might go hard across to lead up this race. You've got our boy Ollie, our Trove and Susu can also kick up on the inside. Acapella Sun, it was a car crash last start where they can let him a little bit closer, barrier number one. I'm sure Connections would have just been a little bit disappointed to see that number one barrier draw, but it's going to be a very interesting highway this afternoon, Ray. Yet another big field. 
Yeah, one of these clashes I think you were mentioning earlier, bro, this time between Unravel and uh, Gumeri, really intriguing highway. The barrier draw, it's advantage Unravel for mine. Perfect gate will lob on the speed, as Brody suggested. He was tough first up at Newcastle. He didn't get a lot of peace that day, but he was in a controlling position. The bottom line is he found a way to win, and he's now had just the four starts for three wins, and he's going places Unravel. Gets the opportunity here from gate four to just put himself into the right spot, and he's the one to beat, I think. No knock, though, on seven Gumeri. It's just how much work he's got to do early, Brody, from that wide draw. But as you said, in both his, his two starts, they at Port Macquarie and Willembar, he's negated the barriers very quickly. He's quick out of the gates, quick into stride. He's got brilliant natural speed. He might be one out of the box. It was a really good clash. There's nine suits. Sue, I thought there was enough merit in her first up run behind Proverbial here at Rose Hill a couple of weeks ago. She was up on speed that day, just faded late, but she'll be fitter for it. And three Acapella Sun, as Brady mentioned earlier, uh, didn't have much luck last start in that Proverbial race. Comes right in the calculations here. Two, seven, nine, and three in the highway. Terrific clash here, Brady, between Unravel and Gumiri. 7-3-2-12, and 12, you're spot on, Ray. This is going to be extremely interesting to see, and we often see every couple of weeks a horse you can follow out of the highway in better company, but it looks like we've got a couple of runners. You can certainly do that over the next couple of months. Gamery on top for me, $3.90. I think this horse is going to continue to work through its grades. I'm really keen to follow this gilding. He's going to shoot forward, I think, and you often see with these horses on the inside where they are drawn low, they don't want to burn their own chances just to burn the chances of a horse coming across. So I would not be surprised if Nash shows plenty of a 10. He's actually able to cross and lead quite comfortably and hopefully eases it off. Acapella Sun, I backed it last start. It was very, very tough. Watch <laughs> You've got to stay there, Brady. you got to stay. you got to stay, right? Yeah. you got to butter up once again. Mm. It just needs that gap. Amy McLucas, we're currently spoiled with very, very talented young apprentices and Amy McLucas is one. She rides his front runners so well. Just needs a gap aboard this horse and unravel. You can't knock anyone taking the price. It just continues to firm and Paul Massara and Aaron Bullock basically unbeatable at the moment. Mm. The one horse I wanted to touch on, Sir Ming, he's deep into a campaign now for the Sieb team, gets Tim Clark. This horse started $9 behind Acapella's son first up in the campaign. He's carried no less than 60 kilograms. Finally gets right down in the weights to the 55 this afternoon. I think he can run an improved race. Whether or not he can win, I'm not too sure, but he's a three-year-old followed early in his career. Unfortunately, didn't quite live up to it. 7-3, 2-12 for me in the highway. And Darren Flindell is going with Acapella Sun, so he's having another crack at Acapella Sun to beat two, seven, and four. Acapella Sun on top there in the third race. Four, this one's a benchmark 72, 1800 metres. Uh, we lost a few here with scratchings. Nicole, what are we left with? Yes, yeah, scratch number one, number two, man behind the money, $4.40. Three, adjourn is eight fifty. Number four, touristic, $7.50. Grabeni, number five, is our favourite at $2.20. Number six, field legend, $31. Scratch seven through nine. Number ten, tradition is $7.50. Scratch the 11. Number 12, ring ahoy at $16. Scratch the 13 and the 14. And number 15, Vial de More. It's a $21 chance. But Grabeni has been the best supported here, the favourite, number five. 330 into 220 is the move. And man behind the money, there there is some money there too, into four forty from six dollars, and a bit of support for adjourn as well. Number three, eleven dollars into eight fifty. 1,800 metres of the race for race number four, but I'm not too sure where the speed comes from. Maybe man behind the money might kick up and lead this race. It took a set 
last start at Canterbury from the wide gate, but there's absolutely no speed here. Whether mm. or not Chad Schofield really takes the race by the neck and rolls forward and opts to lead. Gravini drawn wide. Karen McAvoy gave it at 11 out of 10 peach last start. He's drawn wide once again. We'll have to do something similar. Not too sure who kicks up on the inside. Maybe Touristic rolls the dice and does roll forward, but that horse hasn't landed any closer than two pairs from the lead in its career so far. Maybe Tradition or Ring a Whore. Not too sure where the speed comes from, Ray, but this looks a two-horse race for mine. Yeah, it's going to be a tactical affair, this, but what Grabini's got in his favour, Brody, is the turn of foot, and he unleashed that last start at Rose, who admittedly offer what's more likely to be a more solid tempo you'll get today, but he's a promising three-year-old. He's storming through the grades. I love the way he put that race to bed in two or three strides last start. Staying at the Rose Hill, 1,800 metres. He's only fourth up, so he hasn't had a long prep. I know he's getting short enough now after the scratchings, but I I think he's a safe bet because he's got that superior turn of foot. Five Grabini on top. Two man behind the money. um, Appreciated that solid tempo, but boy, he attacked the line strongly to run down Queen Maker at Canterbury last start. And Annabelle Neesman's got an opinion of this import. Thinks he'll go through the grades quite quickly, so he's certainly one to follow. I think 4-2 Ristic is a horse about ready to strike. Now, I know he's been a little bit disappointing. He was beaten favourite last start at Warwick Farm, but third up here, out to 1,800 metres. This is his second prep in Australia. Generally speaking, these imports take a little time to adjust. So he's a work in progress, but Team Snowden are masters with these imported horses, and 2 Ristic, I think, is ready to run a very good race today. And Adjourn was excellent at Gosford. Reeled them in quickly, put a margin on them late. Dominant win He'll appreciate getting out to 1,800 metres as well, an improving horse. But really keen on five, Grabini Brady. I think he's a nice horse on the rise. Five, two, four, and three in race four. Same first four for me. Just the last couple of numbers switched around. Five, two, three, and four. I'm with Ray Grabini. And as Ray mentioned, it's got the turn of foot to win. If they do opt to take back and they do spot man behind the money and maybe a couple of lengths heading into the turn, he showed especially that win two runs ago at Warwick Farm. He's got a sensational turn of foot. As soon as he takes a few strides, builds his revs, he can accelerate awfully fast. And $2.20, I understand why the market is finding him this afternoon. And that turn of foot might be the difference between winning and losing this afternoon. So Grabini, as Ray covered, I have on top as well. Man behind the money, I backed it at Duma two runs ago. That was a very tough watch. It did show good gate speed then to stalk the speed. Never got out, but it showed a nice turn of foot late, albeit. Did carry the 52.5 kilograms there. Rose in big weight last start. Carried the full 60 to nail Queen Maker on the line. And as Ray mentioned, was a strong surging run from off midfield, well off the fence at Canterbury, where not many horses can do. So man behind the money, Annabelle Nisham has spoken to Ray as Ray mentioned about her high opinion of this horse and I won't be surprised if they do try inject a little bit of speed early and Chad Schofield gets rolling because you don't want to have it as sit and sprint with 61.5 kilograms. Adjourn $8.50. That was a really nice win at Gosford mm. one last start. Looks like a really nice horse to follow through the grades. Whether he's up to the Quinella here, I'm not too sure. And Touristic certainly is a work in progress. This horse I think it was the last preparation. He was smashed in betting. It might have been about $20 into $5 that day behind Max Schnell, Irish legend. He's got really nice form. Whether he might need a little bit further, I'm not too sure, but he is a work in progress. Five, two, three, and four for me in the benchmark 72. Okay, and in race four, Darren Flindell tipping number two, man behind the money to upset the favourite Grabeni. Two to beat five, three, and four. 
in race number four for Darren. We move to race number five. It's the Tab Handicap, 2,000 metres at benchmark 78. And another race where we've lost a, f- lost a few scratchings here, Nicole. So Faulkner Park, favourite. It is. And number one, Naval College is a $4.40 chance. Two, Tony B is $7. Number three, Claim the Crown at 21 Scratch the four. Number five, Miracle Spin, $4.20. Scratch the six. Faulkner Park, our favourite, number seven, is $2.70. Scratch the eight. Number nine, Union Gap at $6.50. Scratch number 10, 11, Stepley is $34. And Golf of Tumini, number 12, it's a $71 chance. And Faulkner Park has been really well back. There is a big deduction, but I've applied those. And Faulkner Park has still been three seventy into two seventy. Miracle Spin's also been back number five into 420 from 650. And just a little bit of specking today for Tony B, number two. It's come in $8 into seven. Interesting speed map here. Naval College and Unigap both drawn wide, but they should roll forward and find their positions pretty quickly. Golf of Tamini should settle just behind the speed as well, with Claim the Crown also likely to kick up the inside after getting a long way back at Eagle Farm last start. Tony B, the interesting horse. Do they try to put him in the race, or do they just try ease him back, getting comfortable and hit the line? And the same for Faulkner Park. Now, he settled at the rear of the field first up at Kembla Grains. That was an Australian debut from a wide gate. He landed a little bit closer last start from gate number eight at Durban. Whether or not Chad Schofield puts him right behind the speed, not too sure, but Naval College and Unigap should cross quite comfortably here, Ray. Yeah, I think you're spot on there, Brody. Uh, I'm with Miracle Spin. Uh, I know he's his heart in the mouth stuff because he gives away such a big start, but with these scratchings now down to just eight runners, as Matthew Smith told us earlier, Brody, at least now he won't be so far back like he was at Randwick last start when he had all 15 runners in front of him on the turn. He went to the extreme outside, unleashed late, just failed to catch Naval College. That's what he's been doing all prep miracle spin, getting back but flashing home. He's a promising horse. He's, um, I, I think, still got a lot of improvement in him given his bred to Northern Hemisphere time. Only had the 10 starts. Um, he's been very consistent this prep. And that smallish field, hopefully he won't be giving away his biggest start as it was at Randwick. And if he's within striking distance on the turn, he's the horse they've got to hold out. I've got him on top five, Miracle Spin, from seven, Faulkner Park. I concede he's difficult to line up, Faulkner Park, because he was terrific at Kembla first up, rattling home down the outside to win, and then went to Doombin and was never at a cruise control to score. He looks a very promising young input on the way up, Fannibal Nisham Stable. Certainly stays under notice, but the 270, he's short enough now. Nine Union Gap, I just think the 2400, he found beyond him last start. Coming back to 2000, as Brody said, he'll sit on speed with Naval College. Nine and one will both be in the contest for a long, long way. I've got five Miracle Spin, finishing fast and getting the job done in race five. Five, seven, nine and one. Two, seven, nine, and one. I don't have Miracle Spin in my numbers, but I can just reiterate what Ray's saying. This horse is in fantastic form. That run from the back behind Naval College was sensational. Mm. Went back to the trials. It was a really nice piece of work behind Travelling Kate, who just quietly put her in your black book. She looks like she's absolutely airborne before she does resume. But I've got old mate Tony B on top. He's sucked me in all campaign. He's been hitting the line strongly in restricted room. He just needs to find a gap, and I think he's going extremely well. I think he's going to be very hard to beat. Good to hear Nicole say there is some money for him this morning as well. Carries the 58.5 kilograms following Dylan Gibbons' claim. I think the small field should suit him. 
hopefully gets his way off the fence leading into the straight because if he does, I think he's going extremely well and I think today might be his day. You look back to his 2,000-metre form behind Irish legend last campaign, some fantastic runs from the back of the field in benchmark 78 and benchmark 88 grade. He carried the 59 kilograms there behind Irish legend, charging from the rear of the field at Rose Hill. Replication of that, I think, can be winning. The fly in the ointment, though, for me is Faulkner Park. Where? How good is he? I'm not too mm. sure. The win at Kemble Grange, sensational. He found the outside fence where you wanted to be on the day, and then he beat a couple of horses at Doom, and with all due respect, would not look out of place in a couple of benchmark races at Rockhampton. So Faulkner Park, he's an extremely talented horse, but as Ray said, he did it in first gear, so he might come out and have plenty more gears and just work straight past his opposition this afternoon and stamp himself as one horse to follow in the spring. Union Gap looks at one of the sole leaders in the race. Stepping back in trip, I think, suits, and you get one of Australia's best front-running jockeys in Tim Clark. And Naval, apologies, number one, Naval College. Um, he's going extremely well. Jet Stanley takes off three. One of the, Another young, very good apprentices here in Sydney. Two, seven, nine, and one for me. In race five for Darren Flindell, he's going five. Miracle spin, five, seven, one, and two in the fifth for Darren in race number six, the Bisley Workwear Handicap Benchmark 72, 1,100 metres, one of the more open races of the afternoon. Nicole? It is open. Brudenell number one, is our favourite at $4.80. Two, Sneaky Shark at $14. Scratch the three. Number four, Lease at $23. Five, Forecaster is 51 Number six, Smashing Eagle, $5. Seven, Fire and Ice at $6.50. Number eight, Vegas Raider at $10. Scratch the nine. Number ten, Wave Rider Boy at $6. Scratch the 11. Tintuki number 12 is $8.00. 50 and euros number 13 is seven dollars 50 it's a really good betting race this one there's money for plenty of runners including smashing eagle number six even after a big deduction we still bet seven dollars into five wave rider boy has been seven into six dollars as well uh some money for euros as well ten dollars into that seven dollar fifty price and a couple that have been spec today already brudenell number one our favorite and tintuki as well number 12 very interesting speed nap. Brudenell showed extreme speed to win last uh, two runs ago at Canterbury, defending Tintuki, who lines up here once again. Both of those runners are drawn wide. Brunel, whether or not Dylan Gibbons lights him up from the outside, he could, if he does the same as he did at Canterbury that day, could really light up out wide, cross and lead this race. Sneaky Shark has kicked up for in its career. Euros and Lease the same. Smashing Eagle has shown only fair gate speed. It often hunted up through the pack to settle behind the speed. And Wave Rider Boy, very similar. So it's a really interesting speed map for one of the toughest races on the day, Ray. Yeah, agree. Um, Nicole mentioned the 480 Brudenell. I'm, I'm happy to be with him. In concern a little about where he's drawn and what might happen inside of him, but he doesn't necessarily have to lead either. So if, if there's a, a rival who wants to hold the fence, I'm sure Dylan Gibbons can come across and settle outside. Either way, he'll he'll be up on speed and making his own luck. And as Brody said, that day he won at Canterbury. It, we, I know he was very fit and he was... He completed his hat-trick of wins. He's in a rich vein of form, but it was a very exciting speed display that day. He just ran his rolls into the ground. He then went to Flemington to run in the English sprint and was competitive, finishing fifth behind Benedetta. So certainly his, his form is excellent going into this race and just needs a touch of luck early. But his two trials, uh, Brody been interesting. He's ridden off speed and kept under double wraps in both. He's really looked like he's had plenty under the hood when the button is pressed. I'm with him today, one Brudenell on top. Seven Fire and Ice takes race fitness and form into this. Was really good at Wyong last start, justifying the short quote. Mark Miniverney's got 
this young sprinter in terrific touch. 12-10 Turkey, as, as Brody mentioned, chased Brood Nil all the way at Canterbury when she last raced. She's resuming here. Both her trials have been excellent. And six Smashing Eagle. It's interesting that Nicole mentioned there's been money for Smashing Eagle. Joining the Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexio stables. Lightly raced, always shown promise. Has got a good fresh record. Definitely one to watch here first up for Gerald and Sterling. One seven twelve and 6 Brudenell on top in race six, Brody. Ten eight six one. Very quickly, Nicole. Is there much money for Wave Rider Boy? Uh, Wave Rider Boy, yeah. With that big deduction, we've still bet seven dollars into six. So that was the opening price with Tab. If you take into account that big twenty-eight cent deduction, so yeah, there is a little bit of specking. Yeah, I've got Wave Rider Boy on top. I think this horse is going a lot better than we think. The trial up the inside alongside Cosmic Nerva was really hidden. The jockey just sat quietly aboard and it was just hit inside one of those horses on the fence. So he couldn't quite see how well she was trucking along, but I think it was a really nice piece of work. Cosmic Minerva, we still go around later in the card, has been fairly well tried in the last, but Wave Rider Boy, it's been very unlucky throughout its career. The run behind a Sonat Canterbury never got out, hit the line hard at Sandown Hillside in a three or Phillies Group 3 during the autumn down in Melbourne behind Rich Fortune. We've seen some good form lines come through that race and wasn't suited stepping back to the 1,000 at Flemington. I think she might be a little bit better over the 1,200, but I'm keen to take the spec this afternoon from a low gate. She can stalk the speed and run a really, really nice race. Karen McAvoy for Chris Waller. They've gone good the last couple of weeks. Hopefully that continue. Speaking of trials, Vegas Raider. I think he's going really well. This horse, he's always shown a lot, the three-year-old son of Invader. He's best when he's ridden cold and hitting the line hard. From gate number eight, if Brudenell or other couplers kick up hard and they go too hard up front, he's going to be hitting the line awfully strongly. I can see him charging home from the back of the field. And I think $10 is a ripping little price if you are keen on him. Smashing Eagle, Ray mentioned where there's smoke, there is fire. And Smashing Eagle heavily backed. He's had the two first up runs in his last two campaigns. They've been terrific. Defeated Lady Fraulein at Gosford by two lengths and then bolted in at Bendigo by four lengths. He was fairly away, hunted up the fence. That was his first run as a gelding. Sensational performance gets Timmy Clark. And you certainly can't ignore this horse, especially if he does continue to firm. And Brudenell, as Ray mentioned, he's been ridden quiet at the trials. I'm not too sure if they're trying to teach him something or if they're hiding him. So I won't be surprised if he goes $4.80 into $4 and absolutely bolts in. But 10, 8, 6 and 1, having a spec on Wave Rider Boy. Okay, and uh, Darren Flindell's going with number 1, Brudenell on top. 1 from 13, 8 and 10. Time now to preview the Quaddy Legs at Rose Hill Gardens. Race number seven is our feature event there this afternoon. The Toyota Forklifts WJ McKell Cup at listed level. 160000 in prize money, 2,000 metres. Nicole, zoom on favourite. It is, yeah. Scratch number one here. Bois d'Argent number two is $4.40. Three Irish sequel at $34. Benno number four is $15. Five Lord Ardmore is $8.50. Bartholomew Diaz number six is $41. Number seven, Esty Fanny is 26 Scratch the eight. Number nine, Steely at $12. Ten Bold Mac a $5 chance. Eleven Wild Chap at 81 And Zoomon is our favourite, number 12 at $2.40. There's been a tiny bit of support for Bold Mac, number 10 early. Lord Ardmore's been supported, number five, just a bit of specking into 850, but the one that punters really like is the favourite Zoom on. There's been some really good recent support for it today. 320 into 240 for our favourite. 
Yeah, very interesting speed map here this afternoon. Once again, Zoomon does look to cross and comfortably control this race from the front. We saw him produce a really nice performance furthest up, and it's interesting to see who will try kick up and land just behind him. Steely has been given a couple of really nice rides by Andrew Atkins of late. Might look to follow the favourite across. Wild Chap enjoyed a soft run last start. Can he get across and find that good spot behind the speed, or will he be caught a little bit wide? Interesting to see who will kick up on the inside. Lord Ardmore has shown pace in the fast. Gets Blink is back on last weekend. He's on the quick backup. They might be a bit more positive and Bold Mac also drawn the inside. Boy Darjant was caught wide last start after jumping well and he could also land a bit closer. It's a very interesting speed map but Zoomon certainly does to cross, look to cross and dominate here from the front, Ray. Yeah, they should roll along too, shouldn't they, Brody? And look, every way you look at Bois Dajon's win in the Lord Mayor's Cup, you've just got to take your hat off to it for that horse. It was a tremendous performance. Three and four wide exposed the entire... He was entitled to drop out from the top of the straight, but he found a way to win, holding off Navajo Peak and Wicklow. Um, three weeks between, or almost a month between runs now, um, talking to Annabelle Neesham, she was thinking about stepping him out in trip, but decided instead just to keep him on the fresher side, target this race. I think the tempo will suit him. He, he's a promising horse, this Grey Bois and as I said, that win in the Lord Mayor's Cup last start over the same course and distance, incredibly tough, and month between runs, he should be spot on here. I've got him on top. I'm keeping the four Benno under notice here, Brody. Um, three starts back, he ran a really good race in the Neville Selwood behind Zarek. If he can run up to that sort of form, he'll be very competitive here at around about $1.15. I know he's hard... To, to, to cop sometimes and he had the one win in his 18 starts and that was on debut but this is a horse who's run second in an ATC Australian derby as I mentioned that Selwood Stakes run during the carnival was excellent and freshened up for this he can run a race no knock on the 12 zoom on except the price as Nicole mentioned he's been heavily backed but understandably so because he was good first up in the Max Chanel race gets a fair bit of control here he'll take running down nine steely I think Brody's right he's mapped him perfectly a tuck in behind zoom on and get the cover there he's very fit on the back up this is his chance to run out a strong 2000 meters but i with with two bois to complete that lord mayor's cup mckell cup double two four twelve and nine in race seven Five, twelve, ten, and nine for me. I've got Lord Ardmore as the best value of the day this afternoon. I love the run up the inside last start. You wanted to be off the fence at Randwick, blending into the race, which Steely and also Democracy Manifest were doing. But Lord Ardmore was just shunted back towards the rail. Now that was over the mile, and he really started picking up through the line. It was just basically a sit and sprint that day. Horses down the outside were suited. Lord Ardmore was not. Looking back, a couple of runs before that was good behind Boyd Darjon in. Restricted room and was hammered in betting at Hawkesbury for that Group 3 mile event as well, where he got back towards the rear of the field and worked through the line. The Blinkers went on last weekend. He ran a bit more of an improved race, and I think on the seven day quick seven-day quick backup. I think he's primed to strike. I think $8.50 is a ripping bet each way, and he's the best value for me. Zoom on, I've got in for second. $2.40. You're taking a skinny price, but this is one for the really hot, the people who love to punt, especially off the maps. $2.40, you can understand in regards to the map, but this horse brings some fairly nice 2,000-metre form lines, which does scare me, and he's going to dominate from the race from the front, so you've got to keep him nice and safe. Bold Max, Bold Mac, if I'm kicking up for Tony B, I've got to have him in the numbers here, because he's working through the line really well. 
bit of a query over 2,000 metres. He always hits the line hard, but his best form seems to be over the mile and between that 1,500 metre to 1,600 metre trip. So, Bold Mac going well. Jason Collard aboard and Steely at the $12 mark. I'm just taking on Boyd Darjon. And Ray kind of scared me a bit there when he spoke to Annabelle, and Annabelle was keen to keep him fresh because I thought the gap was a slight knock. You can't knock that win last start, but I was just keen to take him on. But from gate number five, if the money does come late, I'll be quaking in my boots. But Lord Ardmore, I think, is a ripping each way bet. All right, and Brody, just before we move on, I just got a text from a listener. You tipped Gelatin this morning as your trial horse down at Kembla, but it was scratched down there. Uh, it's in the first at Rose Hill. Any hope? Yeah, I think he's a good hope. I was I was really, really keen to back him at Kembla Grange this afternoon. I thought he's a ripping bet. As I did mention this morning in the trial segment, that run behind Piercing Arrow was fantastic. He jumped quite well. He was restrained back to the rear of the field, had to loop the field. And Piercing Arrow, they ran really good time that afternoon. I like a couple of horses, including Copacabana, who hit the line hard behind it. I'm pretty sure that Highland Harry came out. He ran a bottler behind Ashfall, a very smart winner at Hawkesbury last weekend. So Gelatin, I give him a really good chance. I was very, very keen to back him at Kembla Grange. This is a much tougher task, but in regards to the Freedman Temp, if they are putting him into that tougher race against Tuta Levita, then they certainly do have an opinion of him. And the fact they've come here really does indicate that they like the horse. All right, there you go for that listener interested in that horse, Gelatin. There's a bit of a push there for it at Rose Hill in the first. Uh, Darren Flindell's selections in race 7 at uh, Rose Hill. Darren going with number 12 on top. Zoom on, 12 to beat 2, 10 and 9. Let's move to race number 8, Fujitsu Air Stage Handicap. Phillies and Mares benchmark 78, 1300 metres. Uh, This is probably one of the more interesting races of the day, particularly with this horse number 9 here, Nicole Masqueray. An import, very hard one to line up, but there was money for it early. Yeah, that's right. That's probably the best back runner in the race so far. $9 into $6 taking into account a $0.13 cent deduction. But number one, Grand Remore. It's a $21 chance here. Two, Al Medina is 41 Number three, Mirror View, $6 chance. And four, Vienna Princess is our slight favourite here at $5.50. Scratch number five, Ring of Rosa, number six is $9.50. Seven, Darylina Bell at $10. Number eight, Ethoral, also a $10 chance. Mascare, number nine, is $6, as we mentioned. Number ten, Pretty Wild, is $9. Zorro Cat, number 11 is 23. Fear Nought number 12 is 21. Scratch the 13. Number 14 and again is $8.50 and Moon Reader at 50, is number 15. It's 126. And we mentioned that move for Mascari. Certainly the best back runner in the race and outside of that there's not too many other moves. Darylina Bell number 7. It's come in slightly 12 into 10 and Vienna Princess is one that's come in slightly too. 6 into 5.50. Speed drawn wide with Zorocat and either or both likely to kick up from their wide gates to try cross and lead. Mirror View was given a peach by Reese Jones last start. Looks to land in a very similar spot, but just behind the leaders once again from the low draw and pretty wild. Whether or not they try kick up from the wide gate, she can also work across and find a gate because there's not too much speed drawn towards the inside. Al Medina, Darylina Bell and Fearnaught often find themselves in the back half of the field, as does Vienna Princess. Nash Willer, is that a booking of intent? Over 1,300 metres. They're stepping slightly back in trip. Can she land a little bit closer? Very interesting to see, but the speed drawn wide here, Ray, and Mirror View continues to tick those boxes on the map. Yeah, plenty of red on that map, isn't there, Brody? So it should be good speed, which I'm hoping so, because 
Very open race, 5.50 the field is Nicole mentioned. I've gone with Ringarosa, around about $9.50, $10. I thought she was just super at Warwick Farm last start when she drew wide, went back and unleashed from the top of the straight. Came home in a tick under 34 seconds for the last 600. It was an outstanding effort to get up and win. That was a fourth win from nine starts and a second from three runs since resuming after a long spell. She's in a rich vein of form. Tempo should be sold enough up front to give her an opportunity to unleash that finishing burst she showed at Warwick Farm and I'm happy to be on her each way in a really tough race. 14 and again comes out of the Ring of Rosa race where she was beaten as favourite. I was on her that day. I'm, I don't want to let her go around without me, um, uh, Brody, because she's going to break through very shortly. Her three runs back have been solid. Give her another chance. No knock on four Vienna Princess. This race sets up beautifully for her and three Mirror View back in good form has to be considered one of the toughest races of the day I thought I've got six ring Rosa on top each way 6 14 4 and 3 4 3 9 and 10 for me Vienna Princess I think she's one of the better bets on the day as well she was fantastic behind Mirrorview first up she was really really fat in the yard she had a lot of improvement to come you look back to her trials this campaign, the first behind the pick to score, worked through the line strongly, and the latest behind O Tycoon was hidden, but there is no doubt off her trials, she's resumed a much better and much stronger filly. The daughter of Snitchell, she's very well bred, and I think she's got a lot of talent to boot. She's already a listed winner, and she tackled some fairly nice company, including Sunshine in Paris and Brookspy before going out for a spell, but I'm quite confident she's returned even better. As mentioned in regards to the map, Nash Willow aboard from gate number five, if she can land two pairs back behind the speed and land just off the fence there. I think she's going to be mighty hard to hold out. $5.50 is a ripping price. And Vienna Princess, I think she's going to be awfully hard to beat this afternoon. If she's hitting the line hard into second and third once again, you have to find her next start. Mirror View, she's the box ticker once again. Was given a peach by Reese Jones last start. $6. She's in form. She's racing well. Yet to tick the box at Rose Hill in two runs. But she was good first up behind Cruel Summer on unsuitable heavy ground. Masquerade in for third. I do not know what to do with this horse. Hasn't had a, a trial in Sydney. Had the two jump outs at Flemington as well. They were both really good. The latest especially was quite sharp. Nicole's mentioned she's probably the best backed runner in the race. $10 and $5 early with the tab has me scared. But I think she might want further. You can tie her form lines in as well. Times Square came out during the Sydney autumn and was fairly well tried at a big price in one of the group ones. And I think Healing Oasis ran through those same three-year-old filly listed races over there in France as well. And Healing Oasis, we've seen win here in Australia and run quite well on multiple occasions. Masquerade started shorter than both of those in each run as well. So she's a big danger. The market's going to be so important in that last five minutes and pretty wild, the best of the rest. I think this is a genuine three-horse race, but Vienna Princess, I think she's a ripping each-way play. Okay, Darren Flindell in race eight goes nine, Masquerade on top, nine, four, three, and six from Darren in race number eight. Race number nine, the Furphy Handicap, benchmark 78, 1,500 metres. Gee, this space tracker, Nicole, has been well found. It has, particularly this morning. It's now into even money there. Number one, Robusto, $5.50. Two, Attractable at $15. Scratch the three. Number four, Space Tracker. It did open a big price. It's a 35 cent deduction. It's still been $4 into $2 overall. Marie, uh, Morris is me dad. Number five is $9.50. Camaguay, number six is 23. Scratch number seven. Number eight, Anything Goes is $18. Scratch the nine. Number 10, Cross the Rubicon at $31. Phillipsburg, number 11 is also 31. LRT, 
Kiyama number 12 is $14. Number 13, Vintage Choice there at $8. Yes, Space Tracker, it could be the best back runner on the program by the looks of that. $2.40 to $2 this morning as well. And the only other one I can find some support for is Morris's Me Dad number 5. It's into nine fifty from 11 today. And when you look at Space Tracker, the map gives it a huge tick as well. He's likely to roll forward either land just behind the speed or, in fact, take up the lead itself in its second Australian spot. Yet another very talented import for the Annabelle Nisham. Attractable's also drawn wide in the red, whether or not they kick up hard to try cross and lead or sit outside the leader. Anything goes. Is the interesting horse whether they do roll forward and try and inject a little bit of speed as well. But apart from that, Space Tracker looks to enjoy the perfect sit behind the speed here, Ray. Yeah, I've got him on top here. He's getting short enough, isn't he, Brody, at the $2, but understandably so. He was very good at his um, Australian debut. He loomed up to win that day and went under in a narrow three-way finish to resonate a finish in a close 30. Well, after Jet Stanley's claim, he gets four kilos off what I think is his main rival, Robusto, and I think he's ready to win here, the four space tracker. Interesting what they do with Robusto here, Brody, because he led by default almost the other day, landed in front. Kieran McAvoy controlled the tempo, and he uh, broke through to score a good, tough win that day. Nashville Willis on board here. I guess it depends on how he jumps and what the early tempo is, but he's back in form, has to be considered. I thought the six, Carmaguay, was um, worth something each way here because that wasn't a bad run first up behind Resonator when Space Tracker ran third. He'll improve off that. And 10 across the Rubicon. We heard from Brad Whittup earlier. This mare does have a tendency to she's put it slow away and gets herself well back in the field, but she's racing well and even luck and running. She won't be too far away, and at $31, she'll add value to your multiples. 4, 1, 6 and 10. I can understand why Space Track is so popular in betting at the moment, Brody. Is Kamagwai an old Godolphin Galloper, Ray? Yes, oh, yes. I thought so. I thought the yeah. name ring, rung a bell. But yes, yeah, Space Tracker on top for me as well. Best bet of the day. 4, 5, 1 and 10. The early money was there. The late money's there. The map's perfect. The form's right. I love him this afternoon. I'm really, really keen to find Space Tracker. I think even money is a fair bet. I couldn't take anything lower than that, but I'd love to see him get out slightly late. What are the chances, Manto, the tab traders have him as the lay of the day? It's a I think possibility. It's very, I think yeah. it's very, very low. I think they'll be a little bit nervous by race nine this afternoon with the money that's coming for it. But his first start run behind Resonator was sensational. They went out fast. They came home quite strong. He had the good run behind the box seat, but he had to try finish off the race just off the fence there where he didn't want it to be. And he really peaked that last 200 metres. I think he's going to be primed to strike this afternoon. The trials are beautiful before that. I don't think he's the best bet of the day. In for second, Maurice's me dad. Good to see money for this horse. Its first start run behind Robusto was terrific. It's probably going to want a little bit further in time. Just got out sprinted, but hit the line hard. Put deficit in your black book. That was one of the races, that one of the runs of the day as well. Not too sure where they go with deficit. Maybe Randwick next weekend, but I'm really keen to fire a few horses out of that race behind Robusto, and Maurice's me dad is one. I've got it as the danger, and at $9.50, keen to have a little bit of a saver on him. Robusto in for third, as Ray mentioned. He was put in the perfect spot by Karen that day. Rode up a storm at Rose Hill that afternoon, and he ticks every box. He brings the devil's throat form lines, which continues to read extremely well, and before that was good behind Flag of Honor. He's carried a big weight in the past as well. He won with the 60.5 kilograms last campaign to defeat Deep Snow at Randwick, so he has done it before, and he gets Nash, and crossed the Rubicon. 
I'm with Ray. This horse is going extremely well. He missed the kick horribly behind Spangler. I think that was in the provincial midway championship yeah, the final. final. Yeah. That ran, what a run. That was mm. monstrous from the back of the field. King the Castle, he ran third behind that horse on the ran with Kensington, who won again at Warwick Farm on Monday. And Miraview, he was monstrous from the back. She was monstrous from the back as well that day. And I'm kicking up for Vienna Princess in the previous race as well. So across the Rubicon, it's not the worst $31 shot out there, but Space Tracker, hopefully the money's spot on. Four, five, one, and 10. He's a special for me. All right, he's a $2 chance on tab fixed odds, and we will have Tim Ryan on after 11 a.m., and Tim Ryan from the tab will give us his lay of the day. It could be Space Tracker, Grabeni, Faulkner Park. They're around that $2 mark as well, so Tim on after 11 a.m. Darren Flindell selections in race number nine, 13 on top. He thinks Space Tracker can get it beat. He's tipping vintage choice, 13 to beat 6, 10, uh, 13 to beat 4, 1 and 11, I beg your pardon, 13 on top in race nine. That takes us to the last race, number 10, the Randvet Handicap, benchmark 78, 1,300 metres, and an open race to finish, Nicole. It is. Scratch number one, two. Garrison is $8.50. Three, Danish Prince, $15. Livoire, number four, is 31 Number five, two, Big Fiery, $21. Grassilli Styler, number six, is $4.40. One of the equal favourites. Number seven, From the Bush, $19. Eight, Super Effort, at 14 Number nine, Plundering, $4.80. So Am I, number 10, is $7.50. Eleven, Walkin' Talkin' is $34. And Cosmic Minerva, number 12, is $4.40. And the other favourite there. Uh, overall, there's been some good money for Cosmic Minerva and Grassilli Styler. They've been the same move inwards. We have 22 cent deduction here, but it's been $6, we bet, into $4.40 for both of them. There is some money for plundering today, 5 into $4.80, and also so am I today, number 10, $11 into seven fifty. Garrison and Danish Prince look to be the early speed runners, but Louvois, this holds the key to the race. Drawn out wide, as you can see in the red. Whether they kick up out wide, Zach Lloyd went hard from the front in its last two runs last campaign, both winning, putting big gaps on the field and just kept on going. Whether or not they try the same tactics here first up over 1,300 metres is the query. Walk and talk and up the inside can kick up as well. Plundering's enjoyed the perfect sit behind the speed multiple times this campaign and looks to do the same once again. The interesting runner here, Cosmic Minerva Ray, gets the blinkers mm. off for the first time this afternoon. First up, has rolled forward in previous runs or they might be forced back from that sticky draw. Yeah, trolling up a storm, isn't it? Cosmic Minerva and will be hard to beat. I've got Grisilla Styler on top here. Everyone saw its first up run in that Resonator race. A lot of form coming out of that race, which should hold up today, Brody, including um, Grisilla Styler was most unlucky, was just starting to burst through the ruck there and would have been right in the finish. Ended up being balked for a run about 50 metres out. Finished fourth, beaten less than a length. Super return. He'll be fitter here and is ready to win in the last. Number six, Grisilla Styler on top. 12, Cosmic Minerva, as Brody mentioned. Talented horse, trolling up a storm. Definitely one to watch. Nine, plundering. Racing well, rock hard fit and with Excel to scratch. I thought super effort, provided doesn't get too far back. Watch for super effort, steaming home late. Six, 12, nine and eight in the last. Pretty keen on the grey Grisilla Styler, Brody. Six, nine, twelve, and ten for me. Just about the same numbers, Ray. Grisilla mm. Styler as well. If you backed it first up, that would have been one of the toughest watches going around. It really built its revs through the line late. Thirteen hundred metres back from the fourteen hundred is the slight query, but I like the fact there's going to be strong speed engaged this afternoon. He's going to be hitting the line awfully hard. Ray's covered it perfectly. It's Regan Bayless aboard once again from gate number five. This horse last campaign was awfully unlucky on multiple occasions, including being a good thing beat behind Travesta Warwick Farm and a 
Brinks. Think about it, form lines. Only defeated length and half in a benchmark 78 at Rose Hill. For Brings, those form lines is going to be awfully hard to beat. And once you div dig even deeper back to preparation before. Behind Waterford was caught wide badly one day, just kept on fighting on. I think Grisilla Styler's best should be winning this afternoon because he does also have that fitness base over his opposition. Cosmic Minerva, I've got in for third because plundering I've got second. This horse was a massive drifter at Randwick last start behind Yashina. I think those form lines are going to continue to stack up. He ticks every box. He lowered the colours of Yellow Brick last campaign. He continues to race well, gets Chad Schofield, but I think we're starting to find his ceiling. In for third, Cosmic Minerva. I think this horse has trolled up a storm, as Ray has mentioned. He's going to be mighty hard to beat. Just the slight query for me is the map. They're either going to have to go forward and risk getting caught wide, or I think they're going to have to go right back to the rear of the field. First up, trialling well. If he's not winning here, he's going to be mighty hard to beat. Second up, and Good money for so am I. You can understand why. Comes here on the quick backup. This horse is airborne. I was hoping they'd go to a midway or somewhere else where we could get a bit of a better bet because he's tackled a fairly nice race here. But I think so am I is going really well. 6, 9, 12 and 10. And a tricky little race to close off the day. And Darren Flindell rounds us out with number 12. Cosmic Minerva has his best bet of the day. 12 to beat 6, 10 and 4. Okay, gents, uh, we just need your best bet, best value of the afternoon. Brody, you first. Best bet, Space Tracker. Really keen to find this horse. I think he should be winning this afternoon. I think he should be tackling nicer company following this. The best value, Lord Ardmore. Old mate, Lord Ardmore. Hopefully he can kick up with the blinkers this afternoon. It'd be very hard to beat, but also keen to back Vienna Princess. It's going to be a big hour and a half for me between races seven and nine. Could could decide my afternoon here. Good on you, Brody. And Ray, best for you? Yeah, in the opening race, I think we can get a bank there. Race one, number three, two to Levita. I think the value, race eight, number six, Ring of Rose, are about $10 and I'll be saving something for the last race 10, number six, Grisilla Styler as well. Okay, good on you, Ray. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks so much, Anthony. Good luck to our listeners and viewers as and well. And thanks to you, Brody. Um, great job on the trialers as well, and we'll, we'll chat to you soon. Thank you, Anthony. Yeah, so hopefully a couple of trialers this afternoon can get up, and we've got a nice one going around at Newcastle on Wednesday. Jump in the Bets Friends uh, tab app, and there's plenty of groups that you can get involved with, and we've got a tip going around at Monday Newcastle as well. So, Manto, it's been a pleasure once again.